This morning, we continue our look and read through the New Testament. And if you're visiting with us or haven't joined us in that, uh, over this year, we're taking on the journey of reading through the New Testament five chapters a time per week uh, to get us to the end. And uh, that is kind of the journey we're on. And as we do that, know that if you haven't joined us in that journey and would like to, now is a great time to start. Because this week we start uh, with Luke 2, right? And, and we can start with a new book and, and go on in the journey together. And today we're going to be looking ahead just a little bit at Luke 5. And as we talk to the kids about um, just a little bit ago, the, the story here is Jesus calling his disciples. And some of the words he uses is, follow me. Right? And so, what does it mean to be a follower? Because that's what he's calling us to do. And so, for a lot of us, when we think about that, we have images or scenes that come to our mind. And as I was preparing, one of those scenes that came to my mind as I was thinking about followers was this one. Oh, one too many. There you go. And if it's not that, maybe it's a yellow brick road, right? Follow the yellow brick road. And in all of these things that we conjure up in our mind, we have some sense that there's someone leading and there's someone following. And we get that same sense as we look at Jesus and his disciples. But the question we start with is, how are we doing as we lead and as we follow? Because I think left to our own devices, a lot of what we would do and lead is for selfish ambition. So we invite people along for the ride, but really only because we get something out of it. Or we would follow someone only to be able to take some of the glory of whatever they're doing. And so at times in our lives, we may not be a good leader or a follower because we are just in it to win it for us and for what we want and our own gain. And so that selfish ambition comes in. But that's not where Jesus was going when he says, follow me. Because he goes to a, a group of guys who are out working and doing a lot of hard labor. And then he goes to a tax collector we'll talk about that in just a minute. But before we get there, as Jesus talks about follow me, I want to just talk about this word follow for a minute. And if we dive into the Greek, the language that the New Testament was written in, we see that that dives down into the origin of Alpha Road. It's the first road. It's the, it's the path that was original. And this harkens me back to my uh, confirmation verse that was read just a little bit ago in uh, Proverbs 3, right? He will make your path straight. 
And so we see that as Jesus says, follow me, he knows that our paths are divergent and often lean towards a selfishness. It's all in it for me, or what can I get out of this? But at the same time, he's calling us to follow his path. And his path, as we know, is one of a radical message for the day and a radical message for us as well. I mean, one of love and forgiveness that eclipses all of our, our journeys and our paths. And no matter where we go or what we've done, he's there for us. And so as he calls his disciples to follow him, he's also calling us. But taking a look at this passage and follow me, we, we get a little bit better picture who Jesus is actually going to, right? So he, he picks and he goes to people who, who smell like fish, right? Who are laboring uh, with all their might. These are not uh, just young men who are hanging out doing nothing, but they're, they're seasoned. They, they have uh, a life. And he knows where they've been and what they've done. He says, come and fish for people now. Come in and, and change what you're doing and follow me. Be one of my disciples. And then he goes to Levi. And we see that Levi and Matthew are, are the, the same person. But here we, we have his name as Levi because uh, he is actually a tax collector. And tax collectors are known uh, to be just under your regular sinner, okay? So they are, they are uh, a Jewish people who are working for the Roman government and cheating their own people so they can get ahead and they can provide for what this Roman government wants. So they're a bridge between the two, but they're also hated by both sides because they're playing both sides of the field. And so as you see... Uh, the, the Pharisees and the people who got it, they thought, uh, you see that they categorize tax collectors and sinners. So Jesus goes and he calls Levi. And then he actually, knowing who Levi is and what he's done, the rest of the gospel we see him as called as Matthew, his Greek name, because that's how people see him is in that aspect of his job and what he has done. These are not your average, ordinary people who just don't have anything going on. They all have a history. They all have something that's going on. And Jesus says, follow me. And so the question begs, what, what did he call them into? What did he call them to do? Well, as you see, he, he goes on in his story, and he teaches them. He says, you know what? You are loved and you are forgiven. That is the radical message of the day. But in that love and forgiveness, come and be like me. Become more and more like me and, and, and see what I do and see where I go. He also gathers them as a group. There's a reason that as we read through the Gospels, the upper room comes up 
time and time again. There's a reason that uh, the disciples just stick together, because as we uh, worship and as we uh, hang out with other brothers and sisters in Christ, we get to be equipped and encouraged where we're at. We get to know his love and forgiveness in our lives just a little bit more and a little bit differently. And so we have this aspect of seeing the disciples as a, a following, not just one person, but all of them together, in it to win it, to follow Jesus. And then he sends them out into the world to bless the world. They go two by two, and then they disperse, as we will get to in the book of Acts. They disperse into the world to, to bless the world with that love and forgiveness that he taught. And so what does that all mean for us? As we hear those words of Jesus to the disciples of, follow me, what does it mean for us? Well, I often think in shapes. So if I can connect something to a shape, I actually uh, remember it a little bit better. And so as I think about discipleship, I also think about sitting down for coffee with numerous peoples, numerous people, and, and drawing out a triangle. And for me, this is a, an, a shape that, that sticks. And it, it kind of mimics the model that we have here for discipleship. And that model looks like this. We strive to become more like Jesus. We are becoming more like him every day. That means that we're in the Word, and that's part of our journey together of reading through the New Testament, so that we can journey together and say, uh, God, how are you speaking into our lives today? To be able to do that, you have to be listening and going to Him. We find belonging in the body of believers. That means that uh, we see brothers and sisters in Christ as people who can encourage and equip us. And that we can encourage and equip where they are. We can lean against each other when we need to. We can pick each other up when we need to as well. God grouped his disciples together for a reason. Because they were in it to win it together. And that's what the body of Christ is. The body of believers is there for each other. To lift up and to lean on. And then we see Jesus sending people into the world, and he sends us as well to show generosity to the people around us, to share stories of love and forgiveness to the people around us. Because as he is the light of the world, right, we heard that he has called us then to shine that light into the world, sharing that love and forgiveness that we have. We know that God loved us so much that he went to the cross. And because of the empty tomb, we know his promises are true. And so as he says, you are loved to be loved and you are forgiven to forgive, then we take that with us. And all of these elements, knowing he has come to us and we are in it to win it together, and then we take that into the world. So my question for this morning is, how are you doing on that? In your 
parish notes, you're going to, or you're in the reading plan, you're going to have uh, sermon notes. In there, there's a little space for you to draw out your own triangle. And here's what I mean by that. Each of us are living in different seasons. And so for some of us, as we look at that, it's not an equilateral triangle. Some of us, we, we start to think about that and we have no idea where to even start. And so we may be thinking like, we look like a circle and we have no idea. Well, that's what our Christian Foundations class is about. It's about uh, helping set those foundations of, of who Jesus is and what he's done for us and how amazing that is and how we can take that and live it out. Some of us are really connected and into this reading plan and we are finding daily time to spend with God and learning from him, sitting at his feet, being there. But at the same time, we feel isolated and lonely because we don't have the connections with the body of believers, with brothers and sisters in Christ, or with the world around us, but we feel isolated where we're at. Or maybe you have really good connections with the people around you and the people that you're connected to within the church. But you're finding it hard to find the time to be in God's word and be in prayer. And so each of us has different seasons that we're in. And so my question is, what does your triangle look like today? And I say this not to guilt people and to to shame people where they're at, but to, to say this. God loves you where you're at. And he teaches us and he has people to come alongside us to help us in the areas that we need help with. He knows who we are. He doesn't come and say, well, shame on you. You should do better in this. But what he does say is, follow me. And as we, as we take up that task of following Jesus, we do it with his words in mind. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. That's all of us. We all have mistakes that we've made. We all have triangles that aren't equilateral, that kind of are cattywampus. But at the same time, Jesus says, follow me. I know you. I care about you. Follow me. So as we follow him, knowing that he's given the ultimate sacrifice of his own life for us. That's how much he cares. We strive to become more like him, to belong to the body of believers and, and have fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ, and to bless the world around us. Taking keys from what he has done and how he taught his disciples and what, what he had them do into our own lives so that we can share that radical message of love and forgiveness with the world around us because we know it. We know it that he's come to us. We know it because we can lean on each other and then we take that into the world and we bless it sharing that message of love and forgiveness. 
So no matter what your triangle looks like, know this. Christ came for you. And he says those words he said to the disciples, to you as well. Follow me. I didn't come for everyone who's perfect. I came for sinners. I came for you. And I come saying, follow me. Amen?